G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. With the coronavirus pandemic shutting down almost all schools for the time being, many parents have been forced to take on the role of teaching their kids at home. For some, that's a brand new experience with a whole new set of challenges and fears. The good news is, many resources and helps are available to assist parents navigate their way through these uncharted waters. One organisation that is there for parents right now is Australian Christian Homeschooling, and I'm joined today by Terry Harding from ACHS. Terry is here to share some insight into the world of homeschooling from a Christian perspective and provide parents with some helpful tips about how to bring the classroom into the home. Terry, thanks so much for joining me today. Thank you, Gareth, for the opportunity to talk. The idea of homeschooling in itself, it seems like a pretty attractive idea to some Christians due to the curriculum in the public school, but maybe for some it's a bit of a bridge too far. So how do you actually go about getting started with the homeschooling process? In terms of legalities, uh, homeschooling by definition basically says in all states and territories of Australia that uh, homeschooling is the responsibility of the parents, not of any school. And so we provide the service that uh, introduces the family to the concept, makes it an easy point of entry. Uh, Once a family joins up with us, uh, we then uh, give them some training so that they can use the curriculum. Uh, We also diagnose the child in terms of math, English, literacy and spelling. And from that diagnosis, our teachers set the child into the curriculum, irrespective of their age or the grade that they were at school. Uh, For example, if a child was a strong reader, they may be doing the reading subjects of science and social studies at, let's say, year four, uh, even though they may be a year three uh, age level but they could be weak in maths, and so they may be set at year two for that level. So in other words, we prescribe from the diagnosis curriculum that brings the child to their success level and treats them at that individual level. We then uh, provide services that assist them during the the journey and then more particularly uh, helping uh, children who wish to get out into TAFE, apprenticeships, certificate uh, courses, and of course, university entrance. So it's a kind of like a journey that the parents drive it, but we hold their hand where at the necessary points. For some, homeschooling in general seems to have a bit of a stigma attached to it. So what can you shed light on in regards to some of the myths that are associated with the homeschooling model? Some of the myths that we've been very pleased to bust over the decades is the myth of socialisation, the concept that the only way that a child can be socialised is to send them to school. Yeah, I think that the, the Bible is pretty clear about the importance of a child-parent relationship and that that is critical to training the child in uh, character development and socialisation. Uh, so uh, we've found that often, and I'm not here to talk down to schooling, Australian schooling is provides many great features, but uh, there can be uh, problems such as peer pressure, negative peer pressure, like it's it's cool to be bad or it's cool to be naughty, it's cool to be um, 
non-academic. Uh, those concepts uh, can be communicated among peers and uh, children op- often perform to those. Uh, we have found parents responding to us saying that their child has become more mature uh, through you know, the first six to eight months of homeschooling. We found that the children are able to talk to the age ranges once they get into that real-world context. Um, that would be that they could talk to older people, younger people, as well as peers. So we find that uh, that uh, homeschooling really gives the child a broader social experience in the broader community as well as at the family base. Right now, a lot of kids are being kept inside their homes, feeling isolated. So how do they maintain that socialisation at the time where they're not able to see their friends? Well, yeah, that's an, that's an issue. The, the current situation really is not homeschooling. Um, homeschooling is a situation where parents voluntarily embrace their responsibility to educate their kids and they prepare themselves well. They set their family uh, economics up. Uh, they, they, they get all the resources together. What has happened in, uh, since COVID-19 is that it's not so much homeschooling it's more of a hybrid arrangement where it's a combination of um, schooling, which is run by the teachers, but on-site at home. Uh, I call it it's a hybrid school-at-home model. And, and those parents didn't necessarily take it on voluntarily. They um, were told that they had to do this by the state, and that's fair enough. We are in a crisis at the moment. Um, but many were not prepared, as you say, Gareth, um, so it's like the school and the parents have both been caught um, unawares all of a sudden. So uh, I would just say, uh, with regard to the social side of things, uh, that you, you've got social media where kids can connect with their friends online. Um, so that's a, that's probably one way of dealing with it. But the other side of it is that you, you, we are all hunkering down in this nation at the moment, and uh, we're all sort of counting that cost. However, the, the issue of this hybrid school at home model uh, can cause undue anxiety among parents. Uh, but my recommendation to those parents is just to remain calm and, and you are not responsible for the learning as in a homeschool environment where the parents are responsible. You parents are, are just to follow the teacher guideline. The, the, the teachers are responsible for the learning in the hybrid school at home model. So you, I would recommend that you would follow a routine, set your routine, and a routine is there to be your servant. Uh, make it work for you. You don't have to be a slave of that routine, so you can flex. That's one of the big advantages of what's going on with education in the home, flexibility. But then I would say organise yourself. Uh, one of the things I've noticed uh, in the in this model is that uh, kids let their batteries go flat on their devices and all that sort of thing. So I would say if you're doing it at home, make sure that the night before you charge your batteries, charge your devices, your iPads, computers, have the books ready to go, uh, pencil sharpen, all of those good things. Um, I'd say probably it's a good idea to not have your meals during your academic time. It can get a bit sloppy. Um, Another thing would be, I I think it's important for families in this new uh, context 
to yeah, just dress, dress in appropriate clothes. Um, do you do the work not in a bedroom, but in an open space where all uh, is visible? This is particularly important, uh, yeah, because um, you really with screens, it's so it's so easy for a child to get distracted to inappropriate sites and stuff. So I would always say keep the screens in a visible spot where mum or dad is. Uh, have good breaks, good exercise. Get your assignments in on time, but main, the main message for the parents is relax, and that will relax the child. Uh, the teacher's responsible. Parent is just the supervisor. So if you get that pro, and also to get the processes right, get the processes of the routine, uh, what the lessons involve, how the child can submit assignments. Get those processes right. Start slowly, and then increase the workload as you get the process right. Just wanting to talk about how the kids are transitioning at this point because a lot of them, they're used to being in school, they're used to having the same teacher every day and now they're suddenly their mums and dads are taking on that role. So especially for the little ones, how do you explain that and help them to understand the situation that they're currently in? Yeah, look, I think uh, lots of conversation uh, and lots of relaxed conversation. There's no point in being stressed. Um, and secondly, there's no point in negative language like, Oh, you know, Mary, I'm no good at maths. I never was when I was a kid at school. All that does is compound stress. Uh, but just to be positive in, the, in their language, to say, oh, let's see, dear, this is a difficult problem. Let's see if we can get through this one. Let's try this. Why don't you try that? Uh, oh, I don't know what to do. Uh, let's contact the school. Let's contact the teacher. And, and you know, the Bible is very clear that we're uh, to be anxious for nothing and to be prayerful uh, about everything. So that's a great present hint to parents to just de-stress their, their environment. And as I said earlier, lots of breaks, physical breaks, meal breaks, and if, in particular, when parents first start this, and I know a number of states has gone back to school, when you first start, just go slowly. And, and the teachers are learning, the schools are learning, and so too are the parents learning. We're sort of really learning as well that perhaps the teacher's role is actually a lot more involved than perhaps what we realised. So how can we show our gratitude to teachers and just appreciate them at this time? I think the first point here is to do what they say because teachers uh, are used to speaking to groups of, say, 20, 25 or more children in one hit. Like you might set an assignment um, as a history teacher for year nine and you can speak it out once there's all the kids in the class, they hear it once, they go home, they start their assignment. Now, it's different with the teacher and the home environment. Firstly, the teacher's still dealing with those, say, 25 kids, but on an individual basis. And secondly, there might be eight parents that ring, ring up or email that teacher. And so they're dealing with those eight parents. So quite surprisingly, people don't realise that online learning and at home and, dis and at distance learning is far more labour intensive than just the uh, class face-to-face -face environment. Now, I don't mean to demean the classroom environment, but I think the country is learning that as teachers, number one, create online materials, which they have not been used to doing before, and, it's, and, and using, secondly, using the online environment as a platform to communicate those materials. Um, and then thirdly, to use their expertise as teachers. 
those things are labour-intensive. So my first point would be, um, please do what the teachers say and, again, have patience. If there are glitches or errors or um, particularly IT problems, that seems to, you know, just have patience. We, we will get it right. The other thing about teachers is just to be encouraging. People are very quick to tell you a negative uh, and what's wrong, but maybe just sending a message, uh, uh, thank you to the teacher uh, for what you've done, thanks for this great curriculum, thank you for what you've done, thank you, you marked my my daughter's work, Um, and and that appreciation really, really helps. Just one final question from me about making disciples of our children, not just teaching them the basics of maths and writing and learning, but how important is it that we actually bring that Christian influence into our teaching, not just in the school setting, but in daily life? Well, Australian Christian homeschooling, that's our uh, major focus. And one of the key scriptures in terms of education is Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 5 to 7. And it basically says, if you're a Christian, um, you, you have to listen to this carefully. It says, you, the parent, must love the Lord with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind and strength. So it's, it talks to you. If, if you want to help your child to be discipled, it's up to the parent, not the child, to be loving God. And then the next part of that scripture says that these things in the Word of God, uh, he commands us to teach diligently to our children on a daily basis. So and he, he lists in this passage four times when uh, a person is sitting in their house. Now, for me, with my kids, it would be maybe at mealtime, watching Kelly, uh, just relaxing. Or the second one is uh, just when I'm walking by the way, which is business hours, and that is very relevant to this uh, new hybrid form of uh, schooling. Uh, and when you lie down, when you rise up. So it's basically saying, not Bible bashing, but talking about the important things of God diligently and during the day. So I think if you're able to do that, you are impacting your child in a wonderful way. So Terry, how can people find out more about Australian Christian homeschooling? Well, Gareth, the easiest thing to do is to uh, go to our website, which is um, achs.edu.au. Uh, connect with our staff and they will be more than happy to help and there is no um, wrong question. You can be free to ask any question and uh, we're there to help. Thanks very much for your time today, Terry. I've really appreciated having this chat to you. Thank you very much for the opportunity and do your best parents out there. Uh, God is helping you. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.